No, I haven't forgotten about you. I've just been really fucking busy. I'm sorry. Let's play catch up AFC West style. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by me, the guy who knows how to fucking drywall. <laughs> Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and for the time being on Facebook, at Dennis M. Roy over there. We are going to talk about the AFC West. If anybody needs the depth charts, of course, you can always DM me on Instagram and Twitter, or you can hit me up on Messenger. Like I said, Dennis M. Roy over there at RoyDog underscore 13 on Insta and the bird. How's everybody doing? I know it's been a couple of days since I've actually recorded, but I've been busy trying to get the garage all done, all set up. So my apologies. I've had opportunities to do it the last couple of nights. I've just been dog shit tired more than I can ever fucking imagine on a vacation where I am not doing anything having fun. (laughs) So, saddle up, everybody. We're going to get started here. I have my Bacardi Spiced Rum and Soda. Mm, 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 mm. That's right, I'm going to get good and fucking drunk tonight. Any which way, let's get going here. We got the Denver Broncos. We're going to start on offense. Nothing has changed as far as the offense with the head coach and the offensive coordinator, still Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer. Uh, for the time being, your starting quarterback is going to be Drew Locke unless they end up... Uh, you know, rumor has it that they might bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I actually don't hate it. Um, Drew Locke is kind of a lightning rod type topic as far as quarterbacks are concerned. I still like Drew Locke. We did discuss before the season started in 2020, um, looking at the schedule, the way that we look at the schedule, the way we look at strength of schedule, based on DVOAs on the passing game, uh, the wide receivers, the tight ends. You know, we we break down every single uh, offensive part, and we look at how good, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of the defense for each and every team. Unlike a lot of people, they want to do the record. We actually look at the players that are involved have they gotten better? In, has the defense gotten better in certain areas? Have they gotten worse? Is it somewhere where we can attack? And we said Drew Locke was going to be a stay-away guy. I am a Drew Locke person, and I was telling you to stay away. As far as his pro football focus rating, it was slightly above average. He actually did not play egregiously, you know, horrible compared to some of the other quarterbacks in the league. Drew Locke did the best that he could with the schedule he was facing, and it's going to end up fucking him in the end. And that really sucks. If they do bring in somebody, I would love to see them just go ahead and trade him out and have him prove the naysayers wrong. Drew Locke is a good quarterback. This was last year was not great. Can it get better this year? Sure. Sure. Sure it can. But we need to see what the schedule is. We need to see the teams he's facing, the defenses he's facing. The past defense DVOAs he's facing. Those are important. And those are what we track. But any which way. 
Backup, Brett Rippon. Below average, Jeff Driscoll. Whew, played average. But, you know, he's pretty much a below average quarterback. Fullback we got is Andrew Beck. Uh, he rated out his average. Running backs, Melvin Gordon. He got in the mid-range green, which means he played well. So we I actually had a discussion with somebody about Melvin Gordon for a $150 cap uh, salary cap league. The He had the option of trading Mike Gazicki for $3 to get Melvin Gordon for $28. Seems a bit high for a $150 cap league, but the elites were going for, you know, double. Around 70, 65, 70. We've all been there. If you've done the salary cap league, otherwise known as the auction league, but we can't call it an auction league anymore. Um, you you understand how that is, right? Everybody holds on, holds on, and tries to go for the elite guys. This is a keeper league. $28 for Melvin Gordon. He's in a situation where he's probably not going to be fighting for a starting spot. He is going to be the starter. And if they definitely make improvements at the quarterback position, then I think definitely for sure I would I would probably end up paying the $28 salary, to be honest. Backup, Philip Lindsay, slightly above average, as was Royce Freeman. Uh, Levante Bellamy, a little bit lower, but still above average, slightly. Uh, Jeremy Cox, future reserve guy, rated slightly below average. And Dem- uh, Demaria Crockett, uh, another future reserve running back. He did not make a- get on the field, so he does not have a rating. Uh, let's do place kicker. Brandon McManus right in the mid-range green, so he's solid. He's good to go. Uh, let's take a look at our wide receivers. We did not have Cortland Sutton outside of, I believe it was the first game. Um, yeah, but he was playing mid-range green. Again, can't really take the rating too much, uh, put too much into effect for that. Um, just for the plain simple fact that, you know, he didn't even get a couple of games in. Uh, his backup, his direct backup would be Tim Patrick. Same level green, right in the mid-range. Deshaun Hamilton, who a lot of people were on. And I was like, no, it's fucking Deshaun Hamilton. He played uh, average. And then Tyree Cleveland, when he got on the field, was a dark green. Opposite of him, or opposite of, of Cortland Sutton, you would have Jerry Judy, played slightly above average. Um, a lot of people blaming Drew Locke for Jerry Judy's drops. Look, he did not have a very good year, all right? Uh, very limited offseason. That's what was going to kill most, a lot of the rookies. Now, some of the rookies prevailed. Uh, guys like Jerry Judy, who we like, good, good route runner, has decent hands, just wasn't getting it done. We can't put everything on the quarterback. Sometimes we got to put stuff on the player, uh, on the uh, wide receivers, tight ends, and stuff too. His backup, Deontay Spencer, rated as average, and then you have uh, <laughs> future reserve wide receiver slash quarterback Kendall Hinton, of course, rated in the very darkest of reds, uh, and then also we have future reserve uh, wide receiver Trinity Benson. Slot right wide receiver would be K.J. Hamler. He played average. Um, just uh, had injuries at the beginning of the year uh, and then just really couldn't get it going. So having a full, hopefully having a full offseason will help him. I like K.J. Hamler. We did like K.J. Hamler coming out of uh, Penn State. So keep an eye on him. Keep him in the back of your mind. Tight end, we got Noah Fant. Mid-range green rating, very good. Nick Vanette, rated average. Albert Okwakaman. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okwakaman, Alberto. Alberto, when he was on the field, light blue. Ooh, light blue. Love to see a pairing of Alberto and Noah Fant. 
I don't know if we're going to get it, though. Uh, Albert Owens got to improve his blocking. Um, but both, you know, primarily Albert O and Noah Fant, those are more your guys of your um, not your inline tight end blocking tight ends. They're more of your split out uh, tight ends. So I have to see what's going on there. Uh, Noah Fant is a better blocker, I think, than Albert O. But uh, I think you're still going to have a third guy in there, a third wheel. So unless Noah Fant is gone, then I I really wouldn't hold anything for Albert O for fantasy. Troy Fumagalli would be the next guy, mid-range green. Um, Jake Butt, below average, finally hitting free agency. Maybe they can get the hell, him the hell out of there. Uh, d- just doesn't really belong. He just keeps getting injured. He just needs to uh, retire. Last but certainly not least, you have Austin Fort, never hit the hit the uh, field, so we never got a rating. Have nothing to say about Austin Fort whatsoever. Uh, Offensive line, you have at left tackle Garrett Bowles, rated as elite. He was the best offensive lineman on the team. His backup, Calvin Anderson, rated as average. And then uh, uh, Quinn Bailey, future reserve offensive tackle. At left guard, you have Dalton Risner, played uh, slightly above average. His backup, Austin Schlattman, was rated as poor. And then you have Patrick Morris, future reserve offensive guard. No rating for him. At center, you have Lloyd Cushenberry, the third. He is the worst rated starter for the Denver Broncos uh, at uh, below average. And in his Backup Patrick Morris did not see the field. Right guard, you have Graham Glasgow. He rated slightly above average. His backup, Natane Mute, uh, rated as poor. Uh, And then I have uh, slotted in Jawan James, uh, the COVID opt-out offensive tackle at right tackle. Um, That should definitely improve the, the offensive line. Uh, although DeMar Dotson, who is hitting free agency, did not play too uh, poorly at all, uh, slotted in the mid-range green, which meant he had a really good year. Uh, and then uh, third stringer Elijah Wilkinson, rated uh, slightly below average, is also hitting free agency. So uh, Cushenberry needs to step up his game. Otherwise, the offensive line, really there's no problems with it. So that should bode well for Drew Locke or whoever, whomever they bring in, and then Melvin Gordon as well at the running back position. So I would expect good things from the Denver Broncos offense as long as, like we talked about, uh, the DVOA defenses uh, kind of subside at least a little bit more from uh, last season, which I do believe we should see some improvement this year. Denver Broncos defense, we're going to start. It's a 3-4 defense, so we're going to start at the D-tackle position, which is where Shelby Harris uh, played slightly below elite, is hitting free agency. His backup, Demarcus Walker, is also hitting free agency, rated slightly below average. Jonathan Harris and Isaiah Mack bring up the back. Uh, I didn't even know it. Uh, Nose tackle, you have Mike Purcell. He played slightly uh, above average. Kyle Pecco, though, is coming back, so he'll fight Purcell for that spot. Or they could move Purcell or Pecco outside and keep the other one inside or, uh, inside at nose tackle. Uh, he was a COVID opt-out. He'll be back. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Deshaun Williams, rating in the dark green. And then McTelvin Agam, rated Below average with future reserve nose tackle, uh, D tackle actually, D tackle slash nose tackle. Deion Sizer bringing up the rear, so they do have guys that could fill in for the free uh, for the free agent losses. Uh, Although they'd be wise to re-sign Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, uh, defensive end, rated in the mid range green with his backup Sylvester Williams hitting free agency, but he was rated as below average. Linebackers, weak side, you have Bradley Chubb on the outside, rated in the mid-range green, uh, which is good. Now if we can keep Bradley Chubb on the field for 
the whole season. That'd be great. Uh, Malik Reed behind him, rated slightly above average. Anthony Chickalo. I always want to call him Chickalillo, but there's no extra L in there. He's hitting free agency, rated as average. And then the Trez Patrick bringing up the rear. Did not see the field, no rating for him. Inside linebacker next to him is Alexander Johnson, rated slightly above average. Austin Calitro and Justin Sternad. I like to call him Sternad. There's no fucking vowel in there. I Who makes up these names? Uh, neither one of those two had any rating. Neither one played at all due to injuries. Josie Jewell would be the other inside linebacker starter, rated slightly above average. Joseph Jones, his backup, also rated slightly above average, hitting free agency. And then third stringer, Josh Watson, slightly above average. Von Miller would be the, your strong side linebacker, although there's talks of him uh, leaving. And actually, I got it. Okay, no, I had it right. Von Miller, oh, they're looking at possibly releasing him before the uh, free agency period, but they're trying to rework the contract. Uh, Von Miller did not see the did not see any action this season this last season due to injury. Uh, his backup, Jeremiah Atachu, uh, is hitting free agency, rated slightly above average, and Derek Tuzga rated below average. So their linebacker core is really, really good. Uh, if they keep Von Miller, of course. Um, we'll have to see what they happens with Shelby Harris. If they keep it together, it's pretty, pretty strong uh, right there in the middle, which is good. Uh, free safety Justin Simmons signed his franchise tag or got franchise tagged. He was rated in the dark green. Very, very good safety. Uh, as backup Trey Marshall rated slightly below average. Strong safety is Kareem Jackson rated in the lightest of blues. Uh, but that means that he did really well. Uh, his backup PJ Locke the third. Man, when PJ Locke was on the field late in that year. Holy shit, did he play shitty. And it showed. Uh, he was rated below average. Will Parks, uh, the third string strong safety, rated as average, hitting free agency, and then future reserve uh, safety Chris Cooper, bringing up the rear. No rating for him. Did not see the field. Uh, punter, we'll do punter real quick. Sam Martin rated slightly above average. Uh, he had his troubles from time to time, though. Uh, believe the game where they're playing the Bills, he did not do very well at all. Uh, okay, let's see here. Left side cornerback, you have Duke Dawson, uh, rated slightly above average. His backup, Nate Harrison, rated below average, as did Parnell Motley. Uh, Duke Dawson would be slated as a starter. AJ Bouye was a, uh, salary cut. Uh, rated as average so AJ Bouye there you could attack him at uh certain times this season and there was nothing you could do everybody kind of looked at the name and didn't do it but we were on it uh Bryce Callahan's the starter on the other side lightest the blues uh which meant he did well uh Michael who <laughs> Ohe Moutier uh rated below average Devante Bosby Rated slightly below average is hitting free agency. Kevin Tolliver, the second, rated uh, slightly above average, bringing up the rear there. Asang Basay, uh, slated slotted into the slot cornerback position, rated slightly below average. So uh, they do need a little bit of help at corner, and that's pretty much where their weakness is, really, uh, as long as they would bring Harris back. Or like I said, if they move Pecco, or Mike Purcell over, they'd be fine. Corner, they, mm, it's the weakest spot that he have on the defense, to be completely honest. Three offensive free agents, eight defensive free agents for a total of 11 free agents. Salary cap available as of Sunday was $35.1 million. Let's see if that has changed at all. Since we have the numbers here, oh, they're down to 32.6. So they did do some restructuring of contracts, it looks like. 
they oh they also did cut Darrell Casey's D tackle as well. That's right. That's right. Salary cap casualty. Even though they had tons of money, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Nothing's changed here as far as head coach and offensive coordinator. It's still Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Although Bieniemy did deserve to get uh, a head coaching job, and he's probably going to wish that he would have gotten one this year. Um, because if you're looking at the depth charts, these haven't changed since Sunday, but there's been a lot of changes here. Um, Eric Fisher, the left tackle, has been cut as has right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. So when we get to the offensive line, you're going to you're going to hear a whole lot of hurting, a whole lot of hurting. All right, but we're going to start here at quarterback Patrick Mahomes, uh rated as elite, of course, his backup Chad Henney played slightly above average. Uh that's what you get for uh all the kneel downs and stuff, but <laughs> When Patrick Mahomes got hurt a little bit uh, with his toe and everything in the playoffs, Chad Henney actually played very, very well uh, against the Browns. Um, so that's that's pretty much where his rating came from was just that one game against the Browns where he uh, basically won the ga- uh, clinched the game for him. So, mm, mm, mm. all right, let's see where we're at here. Uh, Anthony Gordon and Jordan Tiamu, uh, both future reserve quarterbacks. No, we do not have a fullback. Anthony Sherman did retire. Uh, he was rated slightly above average. Running backs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the highest rated running back for the Kansas City Chiefs in the dark green, just under the blue rating. So... We can shit on CEH all we want just because he was a rookie because people were say, out there saying, you know, draft him fifth overall. And I was like, no, uh, second round. Second round's fine. I was fine with him as, like, say, a second running back, not as a st- not as my number one. Not as my number one. Uh, did it work out for me? No, because he got hurt late in the year. Um, uh, but I took it. The only the only share that I had of CEH, uh, I got him as the 14th overall pick. And I was fine with that. Didn't want to take the wide receivers in there. Wanted to get my second running back. I always think I, that's generally how I draft. I always kind of want to go two if I can. It's very rare that I switch out. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um... He's going to be hurting. Uh, he's going to be hurting um, this year. <laughs> we'll get to it. Well, let's get all the other positions first before we hit that offensive line. Uh, backup Daryl Williams, rated slightly above average. Le'Veon Bell, who's hitting free agency, rated in the medium green, uh, although it didn't look like it uh, <laughs> from a visual perspective. Uh, Damian Williams is going to come back from his COVID opt-out. And then you have Darwin Thompson rated slightly below average and Derek Gore, uh, future reserve running back. Wide receivers. One side, you're going to have Demarcus Robinson hitting free agency slightly above average, which means that you're going to bump up Byron Pringle, who rated as average. Garrick Dieter rated as average. Maurice French. <laughs> no rating. He never made the field. Uh, Tajay Sharp, who it took me the longest time to realize that Tajay Sharp was actually on the fucking team, hitting free agency as a under-average uh, wide receiver. And then you have Antonio Callaway, future, signed a future reserve contract, rated slightly above average. On the other side, Sammy Watkins, also hitting free agency, which means we bump up who? McCall Hardman. Rated slightly above average, rated above Sammy Watkins. Behind him, Marcus Kemp, rated as average. And then you have Joe Fortson, Dalton Shen. Never saw the field. No rating for them. And future reserve wide receiver, Chad Williams. In the slot, who will start outside if they only go too wide, is, of course, Tyreek Hill, 
rated in the lightest blue. But you know what that means. It means he was good. Tight ends. You have Travis Kelsey, rated elite. Of course, he's the best tight end in the NFL right now. Backup Nick Kaiser, rated below average. Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, rated as poor. Dion Yelder, rated average. Evan Bayless, rated slightly above average. And future reserve tight end Sean Culkin, rated as average. Don't really need to talk about any of the secondary tight ends, considering the fact that Travis Kelsey is on the field always. Left tackle. Now you have Eric Fisher. He is gone. He was rated in the light blue, which it means that he played good. Uh, his backup, his direct backup, was Mike Remmers, who was rated in the mid-range green, uh, which means he was very, very good. Uh, but he's hitting free agency. His third stringer, Martinez Rinkin, rated slightly above average. Prince Tega Wanagaho, future reserve offensive tackle. At left guard, Kalechi Osemele, rated as average, hitting free agency. His backup, Nick Allegretti, rated slightly above average. Third stringer, Yasser Durant. Rated below average. Fourth stringer, Patrick Omama. Slightly below average. Free agent. Center. Austin Ryder. Rated slightly above average. Free agent. His backup, Daniel Kilgore. Slightly above average. Free agent. Third stringer, Daryl Williams. No rating. Never made the field. Right guard, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. COVID opt-out returnee. So no rating there. His backup, Andrew Wiley. Rated slightly below average. Stefan Wisniewski. Rated slightly above average. Right tackle. We talked about it. Mitchell Schwartz. Mid-range green, which means he was good, really good. Gone. His backup. And probably now start, maybe now starter, Lucas Niang, COVID opt-out returnee. So, you have both tackles cut. Your left guard is a free agent. Your center is a free agent. Your backup left tackle, free agent. Your backup center is a free agent. Your fourth string guard, who technically could work it could have worked his way up as a backup, is a free agent. So you have five free agent linemen and two cuts. And you have, and you're relying on two COVID opt outs. It's not good. This is not good. We need to see the Kansas City Chiefs go after offensive tag, uh, offensive linemen like a motherfucker. And we already know that they have problems on defense. So this could be a long year for Kansas City. Not terrible, not like a 5-11 team. But, man. Man, oh man, depending upon how the a- the NFL, the AFC goes, they could be hurting to get in back into the playoffs. Defense, nothing changed. Still Steve Spagnola, Dave Taub, special teams. Speaking of special teams, punter Tommy Thompson. Or Tommy Thompson. <laughs> former former Wisconsin governor Tommy Thompson. No, former Oh, it's going to be a long night. Tommy Townsend, rated slightly above average. <laughs> oh, my God. Weak side, uh, weak side DN. Frank Clark, rated slightly below average. His backup, ta- Taco Charlton, uh, rated slightly above average. His free agent, Mike Dana, behind him, rated slightly above average. Uh, Damani Harris, uh, rated as poor. D-tackle, Chris Jones, rated as elite, as always. His backup, 
backups in Tershawn Wharton and Kalen Saunders, both rated slightly above average. Next D tackle spot, you have Derek Noddy rated in the mid-range green, which is great. Uh, his backup, Mike Pennell, is hitting free agency, slightly above average rating, and Tyler Clark, future Clark, Clark future reserve D tackle. God damn it. Strong side defensive end. Tano Pascanon. I'm going to go with that one. Pascanon. Rated as average free agent. Uh, his backup, Alex Okafor, who actually could theoretically be listed as a starter too, as well. Uh, hitting free agency rated slightly below average. Tim Ward and Austin Edwards bringing up the rear. Rated slightly above average. Linebacker spots. You have Damian Wilson, rated slightly below average, hitting free agency. Willie Gay Jr., his backup, actually played better. Uh, rated slightly above average. Darius Harris and Omari Cobb, both the the worst ratings. The worst ratings. Uh, very dark red. Very, very dark red. Um, Anthony Hitchens at the other linebacker spot, rated below average. Ben Neiman, also below average. Dorian O'Daniel, rated slightly above average. Emmanuel Smith, no rating, never hit the field. Daniel Sorison at free safety is a free agent, rated below average. His backup, Juan Thornhill, who I think is actually better. Uh, rated as average. Armani Watts, rated slightly above average. And Rodney Clemens bringing up the rear future reserve free safety. Tyron Matthews, your strong safety, rated slightly above average. Tedrick Thompson, his backup, no rating, never hit the field. Left side corner, you have Bashad Breeland, rated slightly above average, but he's hitting free agency. His backup, Rashad Fenton. Uh, rated uh, uh, higher than uh, Breland and the mid-range green. Uh, he could easily probably take that spot, to be completely honest with you, as Breland's been playing over his mind. The right side corner, you have Traverius Ward, rated slightly above average. Takarius Keys, his backup, uh, rated as poor. Slot wide Slot corners. Good Lord, am I stumbling. Uh, you have Legereus Sneed. Uh, played very, actually very, very well, although his rating was only slightly above average. His backup, Antonio Hamilton, uh, rated below average. Free agent, uh, Alex Brown, no rating. And DeAndre Baker bringing up the rear, played slightly above average. So, <sighs> corners. Corn, basically, corners and linebackers are what they're going to look at in the draft. I don't think they're going to be able to do anything in free agency, the reason being 10 offensive free agents, 8 defensive free agents for a total of 18 free agents, 18.4 over the cap. Let's see where they are standing right now. They are only $4.3 million under the cap after the after the cuts of the offensive lineman today. So they did save a shit ton of money, but that's <sighs> quarterback's going to get killed, man. Quarterback's going to get killed, and that's going to really hurt your fucking running game. So good luck, Kansas City. Let's move on to Las Vegas, where we talk about the Raiders and their offense. Head coach, offensive coordinator, same. We got John Gruden and Greg Olson there. Uh, there was talks of trading either Derek Carr or Mar Marcus Mariota. They have not done that yet. Uh, Derek Carr and uh, starter Derek Carr and backup Marcus Mariota actually both rated in the light blue. Uh, so that was very good for them. They would have been wise not to have traded Derek Carr, to be completely honest. They traded Marcus Mariota okay, but then you're stuck with Nathan Peterman, and it's like, uh, do you really want to be stuck with Nathan Peterman? Oh, God. Nathan Peterman, slightly above average rating. Kyle Slaughter. 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 Future reserve quarterback. Fullback, Alec 
in gold, rated slightly above average. Running backs, Josh Jacobs, rated in dark green, which is very, very good. Now, he got pulled over. He got arrested for a DUI, so we need to see what's going to happen with him. Uh, if there's a suspension incoming or not, uh, it's all going to depend on the actual court case itself if it goes to court. Um, so keep your keep your ear to the ground on there. Uh, his backup, Devontae Booker, is a free agent, rated slightly above average. Jalen Richard rated as average. And Theo, Theo, Rick, Theo Riddick bringing up the rear free agent, Rated as average. Uh, let's just hit it now. Place kicker Daniel Carlson rated in the mid-range green, which is great. Uh, he had a very good year. Dominic Eberly is a future reserve kicker for the Raiders. Moving on to wide receiver, you're going to have Henry Ruggs on one side, the third on one side, rated slightly below average. His backup Zay Jones rated slightly above average. Free agent. On the other side, you have, for the time being, Nelson Aguilar, who is a free agent, rated in the mid-range green. His backup, Brian Edwards, rated slightly above average. Marcel Aitman, future reserve wide receiver. No rating for him, never saw the field. But Keelan Doss, future reserve wide receiver, did see the field, and he was rated as average. In the slot for right now, you have Hunter Renfro in the mid-range green, which is great. Uh, and then his backup, Trey Quinn, who came over actually from Washington, uh, future reserve guy there. Uh, as far as tight ends are concerned, you have Darren Waller rated slightly below elite. I thought he would have gotten an elite rating, but he did not. Backup, Foster Moreau, slightly above average. Derek Carrier, who is hitting free agency, uh, also rated slightly below elite. Nick O'Leary never saw the field, no rating. Nick Bowens, future reserve tight end. And lo and behold, Jason Witten, tight end, retired. We don't have to worry about Jason Witten taking away any pass receptions or touchdowns from Darren Waller. <sighs> and his slight above average rating. Thank God. Thank God. It uh, should also be noted that Tyrell Williams, who did not play last year at the wide receiver position, was also cut as well. Looking along the offensive line, this is actually one of the better off starting offensive lines in the NFL. You have Colton Miller at left tackle, rated in the mid-range green. Brandon Parker, rated below average. Kamal Seymour, future reserve offensive tackle there. Left guard, Richie Incognito, rated light blue. Why? Because he played really good. John Simpson, below average. Eric Magnuson, future reserve guard. No rating for him. Uh, at center, you had Rodney Hudson, rated in the mid-range green. It's great. Uh, Andre James, his backup, rated slightly above average. Gabe Jackson at the right guard position, rated slightly above average. His backup, Denzel Good, rated as average. He is a free agent, though. Lester Cotton bringing up the rear. And then at right guard, you have Trent Brown. Oh, no, 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 no. You do not have Trent Brown. Trent Brown got traded to the Patriots. I have not had an opportunity to change this yet. Woo. So they traded They traded away Trent Brown to the Patriots. Salary cap move. Uh, so I got to double check the salary cap, actually. Uh, he was rated slightly above average, so it's kind of a loss. It's kind of a big loss there because his only actual backup was Sam Young, who rated as average, but he's hitting free agency. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on here. I don't know if they bring Brandon Parker over to the right side or not. Jared Jones Smith, uh, future reserve offensive tackle there, um, and that's it. That's it. We get the offense. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Now we go to the defense. You have a new defensive coordinator in Gus Bradley. Uh, we still left this as a 4-3 defense. We'll see if that changes at all. Uh, but I don't believe so. I believe Gus Bradley ran a 4-3 everywhere he's been. Pretty sure of it. All right, so weak side defensive end. Uh, you have Cleland Farrell rated in dark green. Um Cleland Farrell's been getting a lot of shit, though, as has Raiders, really, for how their defense has been playing. 
Uh, his backup, Arden Key, rated in as average. Tekarist uh, McKinley uh, is a free agent. He rated slightly above average. They also did cut defensive end Jeremiah Valoga. Uh, they cut all their um, COVID opt their three COVID opt out guys from the defense. It's really weird. Um, and we'll get to those guys in a minute, but. Uh, D-tackle, you have Jonathan Hankins, rated slightly above average. He's hitting free agency. Maurice Hurst behind him, rated as dark green. Niall Scott, future reserve D-tackle. At the other defensive tackle position, you have Kendall Vickers, rated below average. Malik Collins, rated as poor. So there's your spot. There is your spot where you could have attacked with the running game, and it's right there at that right defensive tackle spot, that strong side. Max Crosby at the strong side defensive end position. Um, rated as average, his backup, Carl Nassib, rated slightly above average, and Chris Smith bringing up the rear uh, below average. At weak side linebacker, you have Corey Littleton, rated below average. Kyle Wilbur, his backup, is sitting free agency below average. Tanner Muse did not hit the field, no rating there, and Jerry Green. Uh, future reserve outside linebacker. In the middle, you have Nick Kowatsky, rated slightly above average with Raekwon McMillan hitting free agency with a with a poor, poor rating. Uh, Nicholas Moreau, strong side linebacker, hitting free agency, slightly above average. Vic Beasley, who didn't do shit. Uh, he was originally on the Titans and then moved over to the Raiders. Uh, slightly below average free agent. Uh, two future reserve outside linebackers in Asmar Bulal and James Anwualu. James Anwualu, uh, both future reserve outside linebackers. At free safety, you have Eric Harris, who's a free agent. Uh, rated average. His backup was also average, and Dylan Lovett. At strong safety, you have Jonathan Abram, Abram, who at this point I don't know why he's fucking starting at for strong, as a strong safety for anybody. Uh, he had a poor rating again. This is like the second year in a row. His backup Jeff Heath rated uh, in the mid range green. That's great. Uh, Javon uh, Javon White, future reserve strong safety, rated below average. We move to. Actually, we're going to do punter real quick. A.J. Cole the third, Read it slightly above average, just in case you were wondering. Corners. On the left side, you have Damon Arnett. He rated below average. His backup, Nevin Lawson, who is a free agent, rated as average. They'd actually probably be better off just keeping Nevin Lawson. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, then, is below average. And Kamah. Silveran, future reserve cornerback, bringing up the rear. On the right side, you have Trayvon Mullen, who actually played better than last year, uh, rated as average. Daryl Worley, his backup, though, uh, below average, hitting free agency, let him go. Isaiah Johnson, uh, below average. And Rashawn Golden, future reserve corner there on the right side. In the slot, you have LaMarcus Joyner, who can, you know, he's safety as well. Uh, rated uh, slightly below average, his backup, Amik Robertson, rated below average. So they're secondary. Holy fuck. They need, to, they need to revamp that whole secondary. Centers and corners. And then they need to get another D-tackle or two. Think they'd be all right with the linebacking corner in there, but they need to fix that fucking middle and that back end. Because it is horrible. Seven offensive free agents, nine defensive free agents for a total of 16. Let's see what their new cap number is, actually. After the trade. Ooh, Las Vegas must have structured a shit ton. Because they went from 15.6 on Sunday. Now they're up to 33.7 million. In cap space, so they're sitting pretty good. They need to get this shit fixed, though. Uh, oh, the other two uh, cuts, which, like I said, they were the COVID opt-out guys, was Ukemi 
Ligue, the inside linebacker, he was cut, and then DJ Killings, cornerback, was cut. So it's a pretty shitty way. Pretty shitty. Pretty shitty. All right, the final team in the AFC West, and then we're done with the division going through, at least for now. Uh, is the L.A. Chargers. You have new head coach Brandon Staley came over from the L.A. Rams. Uh, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Whew. Let's see what happens. Let's see if Steichen gets his shit in gear. The offense really wasn't that much of a problem, although it was stunted a little bit. But, I mean, he had a rookie quarterback. What the fuck did he want? So Let's see what happens here, though, in L.A. Because I'm kind of curious how this offense is going to run. Let's start at quarterback. You got Justin Herbert, uh, the rookie. I think he was the highest rated. I believe, yeah, he was the highest rated rookie quarterback uh, this season. Rated in the light blue. Played very, very well all season. Offensive rookie of the year. Great, great job for him. His backup, Tyrod Taylor, sitting free agency. He was rated as average anyways. Easton Stick. Uh, who should actually become the direct backup now unless they do something in free agency. He was rated slightly below average. Fullback, Gabe Neighbors, rated average. Running backs. You had Austin Eckler and his backup, Justin Jackson, both rated dark, dark green. Uh, why? Why did I not give him green? Thank you. Sorry, talking to myself. Uh last year's rookie Joshua Kelly who I was kind of high on didn't get anything done though he was really his growth was really retarded um, because they had him in and out so it really just stunted everything man Uh, but he got a slightly above average rating as did oh my god my favorite running back of all time Keelan Balazs Who's hitting free agency? Good, great, great, good, great, grand. Get him the fuck out of here. Because uh, I can't stand fucking Kalen Balazs. And when he had that small bit of a success, people were like, you're looking at your boy. No, go fuck yourself. He's going to fuck up at some point. He did. He did. Uh, bringing up the rear, you have Darius Bradwell, future reserve uh, running back there. Uh, we'll do place kicker real quick. Quick, you have Michael Badgley, who actually was below average. So they did bring in a free agent kicker in Tristan Viscaino. Uh, Viscaino, if I'm not mistaken, without looking, used to play for the Raiders. Um, but he hasn't been on a team. He hasn't been. A, he was never on a team last year, so uh, it's not lucky they got him from anywhere. Uh, wide receivers, you have Tyron Johnson on the outside. This is in a three-wide set, of course. Tyron Johnson on the on the outside left side. Dark green rating. His backup, Jalen Guyton, rated slightly below average. And then you have K.J. Hill, uh, rated as average. John Hurst, future reserve wide receiver on that side. Opposite him, you'd have Mike Williams, rated in the mid-range green. And somebody was telling me that Mike Williams was a free agent, but um, I'm actually going to look this up here, and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to uh, do, 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 do. I don't want images. I want fucking news. Yeah, it's his contract year this year. That's what I thought. Somebody was trying to tell me that he was a fucking free agent. I'm like, he's not a free agent. So Mike Williams, mid-range green. Uh, mid-range green, but I don't know how the fuck he got mid-range green because uh, yikes, yikes. He did not play that well at all. Joe Reed uh, behind him, rated uh, as average. Jason Moore, future reserve uh, wide receiver, actually came over from Detroit, I believe, uh, rated below average. In the slot, of course, you have Keaton Allen. Uh, who will slide outside in two wide receiver sets, rated in the light blue. Uh, so he was really, really good until, like, the last couple of weeks of the regular season, and then he was hurt. So I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to be too hard on him. 
Uh, he did really, really well if you took a shot on him. You got a really good discount on him in most drafts. So I don't. You're going to argue about it. You're going to you're going to say, "Well, I was shitty because he fucked up at the end of the year." But for what for what you used, you know, as far as draft, as, as far as uh, um. Draft capital and stuff, yeah, you can't argue with that. Can't at all. So, now we move to the offensive line. At left tackle, you have Trey Pipkins. They said Brian Bulaga wasn't going to be that fucking left tackle. Fucking told everybody. <sighs> Listen to me next time. Trey Pipkins, left tackle. Uh, rated slightly below average. His backup, Storm Norton. Rated slightly above average. Uh, third stringer Sam Tavi hitting free agency rated slightly below average. Cole Toner bringing up the rear rated slightly above average. At left guard you have Dan Feeney hitting free agency rated below average. Uh, his backup Forrest Lamp also below average hitting free agency. That we'll get to it. Nathan Gilliam bringing up the rear future reserve offensive guard. Center Scott Quesenbeller. Uh, Quesen- God, Quisenberry or Quesenberry? I'm going to call you Quesenberry. Quesenberry. Scott Quesenberry rated slightly above average at the center position. Right guard, you have Trey Turner rated poor. So you got a red rating. His backup, Ryan Groy, hitting free agency, rated as average. Right tackle is Brian Bulaga, played slightly above average. Down from 2019, of course. His backup, Tyree St. Louis, rated poor. And Ryan Hunter bringing up the rear as a future reserve offensive tackle. So they do need a lot of help uh, at the guard position. So they're going to let Feeney and probably Lamp go uh, and just work through it in the draft, in my opinion. So probably look at your left guard first and then do right guard. You could even do this in free agency. I would not be surprised even if, like, say, a center like Corey Lindsley, who can actually play guard, would actually end up here. And then you could move Quesenberry out, actually, or you could use Lindsley in the guard position. Oh, should also note that Mike Pouncey, who was actually injured at the beginning of the year, didn't even make it into the season. Uh, he actually retired, so... Yeah, I could see Lindsley going there. I could see Lindsley going there and being the center, moving Quesenberry out. So we'll see what they do. Defense. Uh, Ronaldo Hill is your defensive coordinator. Darius Swinton II is your special teams coordinator. Oh, Darius Swinton of the Swintons of Madison County. I don't know. I fucking don't know. All right. Mm. Weak side defensive end, you'd have Joey Bosa, who is rated as elite. His backup, Isaac Rochelle, rated slightly below average. Uchenna Nuwosa, Nuwusu, Nuwusu, Uchenna Nuwusu. Rated in the mid-range green. That's great. D-tackle Linval Joseph. Went on the field. Uh, rated slightly above average. Damian Square. Ooh, sitting free agency at the wrong time. He's rated slightly above average. I love Dar- Damian Square. Uh, but uh, if they can get him cheap, they should keep him. They should really keep him. It's not going to make a lot on the open market either, so you might as well just stay for a one-year contract. Uh, At the other D-tackle position, you have Justin Jones, rated in the mid-range green. That's great. Cortez Broughton, his backup, rated as average. Two future reserve guys in TJ Smith and Braden Fahoko. Fahoko. Rated slightly below average. He was the only one to see the field out of the two. At strong side defensive end, you'd have Melvin Ingram, who is a free agent rated in the mid-range green. Melvin Ingram cannot stay on the field, so they're probably going to let him go uh, because he's going to demand a higher than 
uh, how do I want to say it? Uh, higher than deserved contract. I mean, he's great. He can be elite, but with how often he get, he has gotten injured the last two years, you're better off just letting him go. Jerry Tillery, his backup, rated uh, below average. Joe Gaziano, uh, rated in the dark green. And Je- uh, Jesse Lemonnier, rated slightly above average. Uh, none of those guys, not even not Gaziano. Uh, no, they're not replacing Ingram. So that's a spot for the draft. Weak side linebacker, you'd have Denzel Perryman, rated in the lightest of blues, which means he played good. Uh, hitting free agency, they should really keep Perryman. He was their best linebacker all year. Emeke uh, Egbule, his backup, rated below average. Drew Tranquil, why the fuck he's still on a team, rated four. Middle linebacker is Kenneth Murray, rated slightly below average, as was Kaiser White, his backup. Uh, third stringer Malik Jefferson, rated in the mid-range green. So Jefferson really took advantage when he was out there, but he's never going to be a starter. Strong side linebacker, you'd have Nick Vigil, hitting free agency, slightly above average. B.J. Bello, rated in the lightest of blues, which means he's good. And then you have Cole Christensen, the third stringer, no rating there. Free safety, you have Nazair Adderley, who played below what he actually is. Uh, Doubt they, you know, attack free safety to try to replace him in the draft. Jaleel Adai. Uh, his backup is also rated slightly below average. He's hitting free agency. Uh, the Chargers will get strong safety Derwin James back from injury before the season. His backup, Sean Jenkins, who started most of the year, uh, is going to hit free agency rated slightly above average. Alohai Gilman rated below average as the third stringer. Punter. High long, rated as average. They did bring in future reserve punter Lakeland Edwards. Lakeland. L-A-C-L-A-N. Lakeland. Lachlan. Lachlan. It's Lachlan Edwards. Lachlan Edwards. I don't, I don't get it. No, that's a European name. We're done with this. We're done with it. Left side, corner, Casey Hayward. Had a down year. Rated as average. His backup, Tavon Campbell, rated slightly below average, as did Jalen Watkins, who is hitting free agency. Right side, you have Michael Davis, uh, who they actually should resign because um, he's he's hitting free agency slightly above average, but he played a lot better than that. His backup, Brandon Fasson, rated as average in two future reserve corners in Dante Vaughn and John Brannon. John Brannon rated slightly above average. Last, but certainly not least, slot cornerback Chris Harris rated slightly above average. So we got eight offensive free agents, eight defensive free agents for a total of 16 free agents. They were sitting at 32.6 under the cap. They are now 30. Point one under the cap. So the Chargers are doing very, very well. Uh, they look to be actually in the best shape outside of actually the uh, cow, uh, the Broncos, really. I think this is really Broncos versus Chargers, to be completely honest with you. Now, L.A. needs to... They really need to fix that. Uh, that They need to get another outside linebacker. I don't like Nick Vigil there. I don't think B.J. Bellow can take the full workload there. Uh, defensive end would be a great would be a great place to go. Replace Melvin Ingram on the cheap. Corners need to resign Michael Davis. Other than that, they would just need really just backups. Uh, at the cornerback positions. Did I do? Did I do? 
Yeah, I did do the offense. That's right. We talked about that. The offense out guards. They could probably use another wide receiver too because Mike Williams is not going to last too long. So, But that is it. That is AFC West. We got through it, and guess what? That's an hour right there. So I'm going to end the podcast right here. The next podcast you will hear, we'll talk a little bit about free agency. We'll talk about a little bit news and notes. So until then, guys, take it easy. I'll talk to you later.